so proud it's a national holiday. And for a long time, Juneteenth was a celebration only acknowledged in black culture. In fact, there's a term used for holidays, traditions, entertainers, and the like when it's only known among the culture. It's called Black Famous. What exactly does that mean? According to senior writer Michael Harriot of TheRoot.com, Black Famous isn't really about fame. It is about regard. So Black Famous is the distance in notoriety and regard between the white community and the black community. Hmm, that's a great explanation. In regards to Juneteenth, it is now a federally recognized holiday celebrated and observed just this past Monday, June 20th. While it is a federal holiday, it is officially recognized, according to USA Today, in just 47 out of the 50 states. The holiday is no longer black famous or only celebrated in the culture. There are many entertainers, more poignantly musicians and artists who are held in high regard in the black community and are considered black famous. When it comes to music, the difference between famous and black famous is the sound of blackness. EP Michael Wommel and I get into the full explanation behind who and what is considered black famous and how this historic holiday acknowledgement within Black Music Month is extremely significant. I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes a pure Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by Interludes Extra Talk on Tuesdays. Subscribe today to our Interludes YouTube channel and never miss an episode. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val The Voice Johnson. the voice it is still june it is it is black music month and in within june is juneteenth 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 the black famous of all the holidays it's the now, newest holiday say, now why you say that why you say that it's black famous it's black famous why do, what do we mean by black famous it means that yes Officially, this is the second year it has become a federal holiday in which people can celebrate it. I mean, come on. This year, 2022, they said, what day did they celebrate Juneteenth on? The 20th? Yeah. It's 20th and 10th. That ain't even the same name. It's Juneteenth. So everybody that knows celebrated it on the 19th. And the people that don't know about Juneteenth, this new thing that just happened, we have to read an article about it too get the background of it. Look, you and I know Val the Voice have known about Juneteenth for what? Decades now? 
pretty much. It's yeah. only new to some people, like maybe our current president. I'm sure Kamala had to tell him what it was. So that means that this is a black famous holiday, meaning that black folks, most of the black folks, either you are one or you know one, they know about Juneteenth for a long time, okay? They knew about Juneteenth for a long time. So it's been famous among black people. That means black famous. It's now come to the mainstream where it's a federal holiday, meaning a holiday for all people to celebrate, which is very ironic, I think, in terms of holidays. Don't you? <laughs> yes. And I believe that a show broke the knowledge of Juneteenth to the masses. And I think Please you know tell what us more. Is. What show is that? Well, Blackish creator Kenya Barris did several episodes about Juneteenth. In fact, he did an entire episode <laughs> where they were playing slaves and I was going, hmm. And it was literally a Juneteenth episode. And many people yes. started to ask about it. And Blackish is to me, because of the network it was on, ABC. ABC. You just had Disney. more people, more eyeballs on it, which means you Disney. had a wide a wider audience checking out Blackish and asking questions like, Well, what is Juneteenth? And I believe it became in the conscience of because television has a way of breaking things that might be well known to us as 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 a culture, it's a part of our culture versus it being a part of main culture. And sometimes I like things to stay black famous, but this particular holiday, and it, for instance, I'm actually glad it is now a federally recognized holiday. But I believe the show Blackish broke it. And I'll give Kenya some more credit on that because I, I am one of the three black people that did not really watch Blackish, but I did watch Black AF on Netflix and Kenya continued to talk about Juneteenth in a very irreverent and hilarious episode of that show, which I think yeah. still exists in some form on Netflix, in which he had he threw a Juneteenth party, his alter ego of himself, his inflated Larry David-ish version of himself, exactly. celebrating Juneteenth by buying a black square, which was the blackest of black pictures. <laughs> that talked about it his wife thought he was insane exactly um, and, and, and it was and then the artist comes on and explains what it means without which i think was hella black yeah <laughs> it's funny you say that um well first of all shout out to kenya Barris and his genius you know for even giving me the opportunity and providing a platform for you know yeah. myself and other artists who i was you know on that platform representing as well because i feel as though a win for any artist is a win for all artists now, so Black Famous, Juneteenth is the holiday, so it is an opportunity for us to discuss two things that we love, the culture, as well as music. So, uh, and we're doing this ahead of uh, the uh, BET, uh, BET's kind of like uh, awards show, uh, which is kind of the Black Famous of award shows. It's the one, and how Black Famous is it? Cookie is the host. And I, I ain't saying her name, I'm saying Cookie. Because if you know who Taraji. Cookie is, you know who I mean. Yeah. 
It's you know who I, I didn't have to say Taraji P. Henson. It's Taraji I said Henson. Cookie. You know the who I'm thing, talking about. The one thing that I will say about the BET Awards, the BET Awards, the Black award People show Awards, like, uh-huh. the Black People Awards, it exists because of the, can you name, and this is a trivia question, can you name the, the music show that catered to Black famous artists? The music show? Music show. Um, uh, was it on a network or was it syndicated by all the boys? It was syndicated and it had a very famous Chicagoan as host. And, and it had a famous train, didn't it? It was the Soul Train. train. <laughs> That's right. Don Cornelius. And that Soul Train is Val's dropping knowledge on y'all. If y'all don't know, that Soul Train was modeled after the L in Chicago, which ran around the original studios in Chicago for Soul Train before they moved out to the West Coast. Right. And so what I would notice in comparison to American Bandstand, which was a program very similar but then different bandstand love dick clark but my thing was if someone appeared on soul train i knew that we knew them as a culture if they appeared on american bandstand that means they were they broke pop and they broke popular it depends on whose dc show you were on right if you on dick clark dc show or you on DC Don Cornelius's show. Right. And now he could have the Jacksons on both shows because the Jacksons were were completely famous. That's right. <laughs> they were all the way famous. But our top act, musical act, probably only appeared on one of those two shows. And it wasn't American Bandstand. Uh we're gonna we wanna uh mention who this artist is. Who, when you and I said Black Famous, there was one musical group and artist who immediately came to mind about the voice, Jonathan. And who was that? Well, this was an artist that was very popular during the time that we had cookouts, block club parties. I would hear this music in the background, and I'm thinking of myself as nine, 10, 11 years old. And I didn't know who they were. I knew they were a music group, but I didn't know who they were. And then eventually I found out that they were Frankie Beverly and Mays. And that's how they would always- featuring Frankie Beverly. Mays featuring Frankie Beverly. That's how they would be introduced. And I remember seeing their performance on Soul Train. And thinking, ah, this is the old people's music. Now, keep in mind, I'm 9, 10, 11 years old. Mm -hmm. However, in 1997, when I went to the Essence Music Festival, which right now the Essence Music Festival will be starting (laughs) at the end of this month, ironically, in New Orleans. But I saw Mm -hmm. them and they were closed. They closed the entire festival. They were the last act. And I was trying to figure out why are people making such a big deal about Frankie Beverly Mays? They're going to sing three or four songs that I'm familiar with and then it'll be done. Nope. 
Georgia uh-huh. Dome, the Georgia Dome in 1997, they did uh, Before I Let Go, and you saw an entire 8,000 plus people, I'm sorry, 10,000 plus people doing the bus stop. What? It was, it was very, it was a very unifying, unifying concert. And they did several songs that I had been hearing for years and didn't realize, oh my gosh, that's them. I like sunshine and rain, sing along with the children, joy and pain. I like sunshine and rain, sing it with me right now, joy and pain. I like sunshine. And rain ain't a right now. Joy. Oh my gosh, that's them. Oh, Rob Bass and <laughs> DJ, DJ Rock. DJ Easy Rock. Easy Rock. rock. Uh, joy and pain. Oh, that's pump, pump, pump it up. <laughs> Hit this to Rob. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, so we bring up Frankie Beverly Mays because recently one of their biggest hits among us black famous among the culture was before i let go and a very famous <laughs> who is not black famous she is famous is beyonce Barry. she remade yes before i let go and for a for, for the first couple of listens i thought it was a brand new artist because i did not understand or hear the trevor the lower trevor trevor that Beyonce was singing in, but Michael, please talk about <laughs> the Woo! backlash of her. Of her oh my goodness! Song. So well, she did so, for Homecoming, but you know, just explain that. <laughs> so, so, and we and we love Beyonce. Please don't come after us, Beyonce. <laughs> but but you know it was true. So she covers a song before I let go, which is great for Frankie Beverly and Maze. I'm sure they probably could each of them buy a new house off the fact that Beyonce covered their song and it was in, in such a popular way, okay? Yes. So God bless them and everybody connected with it. However, the people heard that they went, wait, what? That seems unnecessary. Wait, that doesn't sound good. Wait, why would I want to hear anybody other than Frankie Beverly and Mays sing Frankie Beverly and Mays. So they came after this, un, as Val said, I don't know who this girl is trying to sing this song. Well, it turned out the girl was Beyonce, one of the biggest stars on earth. However, among black people, black Twitter, black social media, whoo, she got drug. Wow. Wow. To the point wow. that Frankie Beverly had to come out and say, you know, it's okay. Please be nice <laughs> to her. She's a nice person. It's a wonderful thing. Please don't do that to 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 Bay. And they backed off and they gave her some space and she went away and took and started chilling with Blue Ivy and making clothes and all sort of stuff. Them convict clothes you, she got out. So people started you, getting in boxes with orange clothes in it. So she had to go away after that. And I don't think she ever did a music video for that song, did she? Uh, they tried to like use it from the concert footage, but it was not appreciated there either. Now, see, here's wow. the thing. Let's let, let me give credit what credit was due. We're talking about black famous here on this episode, uh, interludes. And we'll be doing this. Um, I'm gonna give credit to Michael Harriet, who's uh who's online, who's social media, 
Uh, he is a senior writer at The Root. Uh, I came up with this idea, I thought, and then in, when I do due diligence to check, I saw that Mr. Michael Harriet had had this on Twitter. So this was his tweet from uh, a while back now. It says, Black Famous. Here's a definition. Oh, wow. So this okay. will help us all out. Black Famous is the gap between Black stardom and white anonymity. For instance, the highest possible rating on the Black Famous scale will be someone every every Black person knew but was unknown by every white person. Mm. So, you and I came up with Frankie Beverly and Mays immediately. Uh, do you know who else came up with that person immediately? Who? Essence Magazine. Essence Magazine, a couple while back, speaking of Essence again, because we're thinking about them, because we both wishing we were there, right? Anyway, <laughs> coming up. So Essence Magazine did a list, and yes, at the very top is Frankie Beverly, because God protect him and keep him. Val, if anything ever happened to Frankie Beverly, my goodness. I mean, they, they may mention it for a minute on CNN, except probably on Don Lemon's show, if he still has a show. Don Lemon would probably give the whole show over to Frank Beverly, right? And people talking about Frank Beverly, because he recognizes it. And, and just to rewind this, we're talking about Black Music Month in June, and um, and people who are Black famous, specifically in music, in music. One of the first instances that in my lifetime that happened, maybe in yours too, was when God, uh, make God have hard hold our keeper, is when the artist Aaliyah passed away. When Aaliyah passed away, you know, some people just thought, oh, well, you know, that's really sad. And they, and they talked about it, et cetera. However, when we found out Aaliyah passed away, wow. I, at the time, I was still working in journalism. Mm -hmm. And the newsroom, everybody black in that newsroom started to talk to each other. And Val, the voice in, in the area that I still worked at that time in, we managed to put that story on the front page. And, and we we had to fight to get it on the front page because other people just weren't aware, thought that it was just a thing, had no idea. And then that next weekend, you saw it through popular culture. It's still something that people to this day talk about like, oh my God, Aaliyah. And, and that was one of the first areas where you saw somebody who was famous, but more black famous than anything. And then the rest of the culture kind of caught up with that. So if anything happened to Frankie Beverly, that's that's what would happen. Black people would be in mourning. Yeah, and I think it with Aaliyah, mm -hmm. it took a minute to for everyone else to catch up because the album she recorded was getting ready to break her to the wider audience. It's ironic. Absolutely. That record um, that Timberland produced for her, Aaliyah, that was a self-entitled album. I remember when I remember buying it and thinking, wow, this is going to be, this is going to be great to see what she's going to do. And um, she was already, she had already shot Queen of the Dam as well as was slated to be in uh, Joe Silver saw her and slated her to be in the Matrix sequence, Matrix, um, uh, the sequels. And mm -hmm. so if she had got into those, she would have been, she, her, her, her audience would have 
she would have crossed over easily because she was black famous to us for a good long while. But ironically, she passed away during the time that she was getting ready to break past Absolutely. the black barrier. Those, those are the people that we're talking about. So here, here is a classic couple. We'll get one of them. And I think uh, I want to mention this person, especially to, to really under, so you can understand what we're talking about here. By Black famous, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're Black, okay? Because there's a couple, a very famous couple in R&B in the, in the uh, late 70s, early 80s that transformed the music, saved the Motown label. And that was Rick James. And Rick James is certainly famous. Rick James, famous. It was a, a documentary just uh, a year back on uh, Showtime about Rick James. Rick James is famous, right? I mean, MC Hammer covers Rick James, right? And, and again, makes a, another hit a hit. But you know who's black famous about the voice? Ironically, his the woman. Mate. And Tina Marie, best, best bassist guitarist I've ever seen in person, and ever have ever heard. I've Angelic her voice, yeah. wonderful person, and I'm rich and I'm poor, and I've been here before. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Deja Vu. Raised his hand. Michael raised his hand. Woo, woo, Tina Marie. That's now Tina Marie. According to some people, had one hit, "Lover Girl," right in the '80s. <laughs> I know, and I found that ironic because I'm thinking, no, she's got all of these hits. Square biz, Portuguese say love, but won't you say it to me? Say it to me. Say you love me, baby. That was my jazam. Yes. And yeah. And the one so, you just said, I've been here before. I mean, deja vu. So, so Tina Marie, yeah. I mean, you know, white and, and, and color only and skin color only. So Tina Marie, um, that she is black famous. Yeah. So y'all, some people look at her and go, well, she had that little, little song in the eighties. That was nice. No, 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 no way. No, 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 not uh, Tina Marie is black famous. And to this day, we still, my goodness, she is one of those people. On the essence list, the number two person they had after Frankie Beverly is somebody I grew up listening to from my mama, because my mama played the heck out of that record. Uh, and that is Phyllis Hyman. Oh my gosh. Phyllis Hyman. Yeah. And we talk you about untimely passings me. like Aaliyah. Phyllis Hyman. You know oh. Make me cry. So nice. Ooh. You know how to love me. There's My goodness. So, I mean, that is a time I can, when I hear you singing that song, I can see her in that big fur hat. Yeah. Phyllis Hyman. I mean, what was she like, 6'9? 
or something. Not this that, was she like not this. Quite that tall. She was over Amazon of a woman, this beautiful voice. And I'm just saying, if you went to the cookout, you were here, Phyllis Hyman. is that <laughs> Spike Lee is our black famous uh, movie maker and in school days he had a prominent, prominent feature of Phyllis Hyman's voice when everyone was in the gym slow dancing in the pajama jam and she was mm -hmm. singing and I said oh this is wonderful and I, I knew she would get known well but at the time Spike was still <laughs> breaking through still making the films making it for the culture and the rest of america hadn't caught up just yet do the no, right they thing had. Be, would, he had to do one more film and it would be do the right thing where others caught on and when we're talking about black music i mean you, you hear black music like that in movies and sometimes sometimes it takes another more famous african-american artists to help some artists who might be considered to be uh black famous to get in the spotlight to be heard by wider audiences i mean i think in this terms of this artist some of the best songs that at least his voice grace came very late in his career and there are probably hooks on hip-hop songs and i'm talking about uncle charlie uncle charlie is black famous now, Snoop D-O-double-G, famously, right, in the Corona commercials and everything else on wine bottles. I mean, you can't avoid Snoop Dogg, amazingly. Snoop Dogg is worldwide famous. However, if Snoop Dogg wants to touch the R&B soul audience, he calls up Uncle Charlie. And the fact that I can vow, that I can say Uncle Charlie, and we know who we're talking about, just confirms that he is straight up black famous. Uncle and Charlie, I didn't say his last name. And what I'll do is let you know that Charlie Wilson, his brother, and another member made up a band that was black famous, the Gap Band. They had And the name the Gap Band. They the GAP of Gap mm -hmm. Band is hella and black famous. And only in the last two years, People have really come to understand Man. what the name Gap Band Gap means. Man means. And what does it mean? It represents, they are a group from Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So the GAP, people thought it had to do with what? I've heard people talk about, oh, it's their clothes. Oh, it's just, you know, it's just <laughs> this. It's just that. But Gap Band, G-A-P, that name has a meaning. It has a meaning. It stands for Greenwood, Archer, and Pine. Now, where are Greenwood, Archer, and Pine? Greenwood, Archer, and Pine are streets in Tulsa. Now, mm -hmm. Tulsa, that sounds familiar to us all right now, uh -huh. doesn't it, in the last two years? Tulsa, mm -hmm. Oklahoma, of course, was the scene and Greenwood was the street of the neighborhood, Greenwood in Greenwood, Tulsa, of the Black Wall, Wall Street. Street. 
this was the place in which everything was self-sufficient, in which African-Americans had established themselves, had a whole life, a whole world that rivaled and surpassed that of their white counterparts in Tulsa to the point that people got jealous and decided to destroy it and did, setting off race riots throughout the country, not just in Tulsa, but beyond that. So Gap Band, even the name Gap Band, hella black, <laughs> black famous, and Uncle Charlie, Charles, Charles Wilson, my goodness, still has that voice, wow, the voice. He yes. still got his voice. <laughs> And the great thing about it is, is that to have him tell it, he there was a couple of years or a time where he was kind of down on his luck and just kind of getting that boost from Snoop and then just other things. He started to record you know, under Uncle Charlie and Uncle and under his own name without the band. And he just, he started to build up his own, his own line, his own, his own way. And Charlie has come, Uncle Charlie has now a whole new generation of, of listeners and followers Mm-hmm. that know him for the music that he's recorded within the last five to ten years versus what we grew up with with, with the Gap Band, Outstanding. Outstanding. Exactly. Boy, gotta get up early in the morning. Uh, right. You dropped the bomb on me, baby. Yes. <laughs> yes, right. So he he got, became famous for There Goes My... But ironically... Yeah, I, I don't want to hit the note. But my thing is, is the gap that just that education on letting me know what it stands for brings us back to Juneteenth. It does. It does. It, and it's back. amazing. And that's why we wanted to focus on these artists. I mean, we're talking about Black Music Month. It's so easy to talk about the Beyonce's, uh, the Drake's, those people that everybody knows, the sellout that, you know, uh, in a positive way, I mean, that, that they sell records, that they're famous and you know who they are, but they listen to people. These artists that you might know and love, they listen to other artists and that's how they form their love of music from their parents, their uncles, their aunts, their people just hanging out at home at a cookout or just, you know, in, in the community, in the culture, that's how they, got their love of music that they are sharing with the wider world. They had this base and this base are these artists who we have dubbed as being black famous. We are so grateful for June and celebrating Black Music Month and now a nationally recognized holiday, which is within the last 24 months now the last 12 months, Juneteenth. It's all in June, and it's a great way to celebrate the culture. The conversation continues between EP Michael Womble and Val The Voice. For more of our fun outtakes from this week's episode, please visit our Interludes YouTube channel.
Have you seen it? It's the weekly chat with EP Michael Womble, Coach Tony, and Val the Voice Johnson. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us and other special guests as we break down the latest topics surrounding music, movies, and sports every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live in the chat on our Interludes YouTube channel. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by Interludes Extra Talk on Tuesdays, where we highlight people of color in spaces of television and film. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash Pure Light Media. <laughs>